Welcome to episode 202 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 202 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Ives. How you going, mate? I'm very good, and you? I'm, I'm actually, I'm tired, but good. Tired and tanned, John. It's going to be a good show, but a oh, good feeling. You got, you, you, yeah, you, there's a song in there, yeah, I Got A Feeling. That's my favourite song. It is? Yeah. That's a pretty good song, isn't it? Mm. I would almost say it's probably the song of the decade. It was a song of Kona this year, wasn't it? It was. Well, anything you go to at the moment where there's an event, mm. that song's on. Mm. And uh, it, it, so it's taken over your Rocky theme, has it? It has. So if you're going to have an event now, you'd have that before Rocky? Yep. I, the Tiger, is going to take second place. Oh, that's, that's been a big shift because mm. I, the Tiger, has been around a long time. Mm. And Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffees of Hawaii. Get on here to check out the world's best coffee. And athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athlete, tracking your needs and social results. Whatever that was, yeah, I got that running away, but you know what I mean. Okay, and this week's show, it's a bit of a big show, John. We've got a lot of notes to get through, so it could be a long one. Uh, what have we got happening? We've got, we've got some news, we've got a high five. Our website of the week, Coach's Corner's on what? It's going to be a surprise. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're not going to tell us. <laughs> no. Keep listening. Okay, keep listening. And uh, we've, we've got a new segment today. Joke of the week. Joke of the week. And you'll be happy to know that it's not one of my piss ball jokes. I actually read the joke and I did think it was all right. It was quite a good one. Yeah, so that's going to be a new feature. Our um, hot topic this week was uh, suggestions for things we could include in the show going forward after You know what the problem is, John? Are you good at telling jokes? No, so maybe, <laughs> yes. maybe you should do the telling. But you... Yeah, but I'm not really good at reading, so I need oh. to prep the jokes, don't I? Yeah. Because often if you, my reading's not so flashy, so then when I read them, it, okay, well, I'll, I'll prep the we'll jokes. We'll stop, we'll have a pause. We have yeah. to have a pause because we've got an interview coming up that's going to be on next week, so we'll have to have a pause. Can we, about can we tell the interview? Yes. Okay, who is it? Is it no, I'm in New Zealand. Nine, nine-time champion? Nine-time champion. It's coming on the show for next week, Cameron Brown. Who's that? Cameron Brown. Good old Cameron Brown. So this week, anyway, this week's show, we've got news brought to you by xtry.com. Check out new xtry if you want to check out the latest news, reviews, and interviews with the stars. But big news on... ST. Yeah, what was that? Slow Twitch. Yeah, no, but what's the big news on Slow Twitch? <laughs> oh, are you on there? You clearly <laughs> have not been checking your Slow Twitch. Okay, wait, going to put up Slow Twitch Strategically right placed. I've picked a week where there wasn't going to be much racing on, there wasn't going to be too much news. Oh, so I'd stay at the top there nice. for a long time. Right, yeah. Oh, I'm already oh, down. Oh, you're second. down. Bloody Jordan Raps knocked me down second oh, place. Rapster. He works for them as well. I know. Oh, Rapster. He's knocked me down. There we go. Look at him. Look at John. He's a good company man. He's always got his sponsors. He's got the Avanti Chrono there. Avanti, look at that fast time, eh? Challenge Road. Oh, he's got the family the shot. Family pack. Oh, that's that's brilliant. I love it, John. Yeah. Is there any controversy in here? Oh, look at well, it. Links to my one as well. Mm. Me and Bob. If you want to find out more about me? Go to slowtwitch.com. Oh, there's a number of reasons he does triathlon. And this turns into my coaching and training philosophy. That's oh, right. it's getting deep, John. Yeah. Ah, oh, there we go. It's a beautiful thing. It is. And look at you running your chicken. Were you going fast then, or were you just challenge? It was challenge. Uh, oh, this one you got third, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Drilling it. It's all good. Am I going to win it? No, but I'll get third. I'm happy with that. Got to stay within that eight percent. That's all I was thinking. <laughs> oh, were you? Yeah. <laughs> I want the money. <laughs> okay, then. So go to Slow Twitch. Check out John's interview. Coming up this weekend, John, we've got Iron Man Australia. Uh, second, no, third Iron Man of the year. I think it is. Um, relatively fourth. fourth? Yes, you're China, right. China, New Zealand, Mal- Malaysia, New Zealand, and now Australia. Yeah. So fourth of the year. Mm. Um, obviously, again, the, For the pro record, license. We've, we've 
um, fantasy try. We didn't do 70.3 last no, week. No, we did not do 70.3. No. We're only going to do At this iron, stage, we're only doing Ironman. Iron distance races. And if there's more than one on a weekend, we will designate one to do. Okay. Because I can't be bothered doing too many. Yeah. It's all good fun, though. It's all good and fun. We know the functionality of the site needs some work, but it's still good fun. Yeah, because we need to do it so that it's, a, it's an accumulative thing. Because mm. at the moment, it's just week to week, which is good because I'm not doing so well. Yeah. But ideally, we could have a yearly thing and you get the champion of the year. We'll do that. Once we get into a groove, we'll start at we'll some get, stage. We'll roll on. Okay, well. Anyway, it's not a huge field because of this new pro license going in. There's uh, 19 men racing over there, eight, no, 18 men racing, and I think I counted nine females racing. So the girls have just got to finish within the percentage. Actually, it only pays five deep, so they've got a, four of them have got to bomb out, and they'll all get prize money. Patrick Vernet, multiple winner in Australia of... Um, I think it's going to be a good race this year. You've got Vernet, who's, who's getting towards the end of his career, 36, mm-hmm. and but been consistently great at this race for the last, what, three years? And, and at Western Australia, so consistently great in Australia. Yeah, consistently great in Australia. Also wrote, you know, yeah. one wrote um, and, year before uh, last. Been top 10 in Kona a few times. But now Pete Jacobs is coming to the next oh, level, yeah. isn't he? You know, so I think it's going to be a pretty great race. Where was he in Kona? Was he, he, he was got seventh, I think. Seventh, eighth, some, somewhere around about yeah. there, so... Both those guys have done equally good races in Kona. Tim Burke won um, Western Australia a couple of years ago. Scott Nierdy, the the, the UK. Pong, um, from the UK, he's won Ironman UK. Justin Shortis. Justin Shortis will be there. Mitch Anderson's won Western Australia. Leon Griffin is probably a bit of a dark horse. Um, he's done well at 70.3 distance. So Paul Ambrose. Not a bad field. Um, so what, you, what, what do you think your pick's going to be? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just working through here. What about quality of show, John? Quality of show. I'm going with Pete. You going with Pete? For the win. Okay. Just for I the win, John. Who do you think is going to win it? Probably go Patrick Vernet. Oh, just because of experience. Uh, it's going to be... Uh, when, it comes to, uh, when it comes to the... Um, Pete the dude. Did Pete do Abu Dhabi? No. No. I picked him, I think. When it, <laughs> good pick. Good pick. Um, oh, no, he did Singapore. So we have to see it. who's worth more. You know, I'll be balancing out mm, my money and my spend. Mm. The girls side of things, no Chrissy Wellington coming back to defend her title. Rebecca Keat, she's been, she's been a bit up and down since um, since wrote last year. I mean, well, not really. Like if you think about Kona, yeah. I mean, she, you know, she would have got, what was she going to get fifth or fourth, something like that. But she, so she got you well. Say that's a down performance. Yeah, she got well beaten by Gina and Wanaka. Yeah, Pro- but probably wasn't in great shape. Did you listen to the show, John? No, I didn't. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> she hadn't really been training that much. It was just the build-up race towards. So it was a strategic race. We'll see. Yeah. We'll so. see. Desiree Ficker's making a bit of a comeback. Desiree Ficker, friend yeah, of the show, friend of the good friend of the show. <laughs> John's doing an action that you guys just don't know about. Um, <laughs> and well, I guess probably if you want my picks there, Bevan, um, her money probably has increased a bit in the last couple of weeks. Caroline Stephan, who we'll be talking about in a moment because she won Singapore yeah, 70.3. She, she was won Geelong as well. She won Geelong, mm. so she is on a roll and she's trying to step up to the iron distance. Outside of that, um, is it sucking that we're not getting so many pros? When you go to Australia, some of those girls especially, and that that's not too bad a field, just because you've got a lot of good Australians. Yeah, the Australians um, are good at triathlon, aren't they? We had several emails of people saying in that the, you know, from Ironman New Zealand, great race for age groups and stuff, but the pro race there just wasn't that much interest in it this year. So I think it is, yeah, it's not as... It's a bit of a shame the fields aren't well, we got the um, we got the one from um, good old Paul, mm-hmm. and they're saying the actual atmosphere with the crowd was really poor this mm-hmm. year. Which is interesting because it still was a good race. Yeah, no, but First it was, it was saying was that the, the crowd was this. And I actually, I had a friend from Wellington who's not an Ironman who went and watched it, and I thought I might email her mm. just to see if she, because she's been a few times to see if she noticed if there was a difference in atmosphere between. And we're not giving Ironman New Zealand crowd. No, no, it's, it's a great a, race. Oh, um, it is a great race, but it's just more interesting. 
to see what's happening with the dynamic. Mm. You know, I think it's important to commentate on, commentate on all aspects of what's happening because um, we, like us Kiwis, definitely want that race to be strong, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Um, okay then. Uh, and okay, so, so there is more news on Australia. John. It's controversy. Controversy. Well, about us. Some people would say controversy. Some people would say it's it's um, a positive move. But I'm um, I'm in Australia in. Foster? No, in uh, wherever it is, Port Macquarie. Yep. Next year is changing. They're only going to have they're going to have a seventy point three running concurrently. So Port Macquarie is the, the one that's happening now. Now, yep, they're going to have a thousand slots um, so for the fa- full. Wow, that's whereas I think I looked at the start list and I think there was about fifteen hundred down to start this year. So it's going to be one more of a race to enter quickly, um, which means they'll probably get their money earlier. Uh, so why, so why, why wouldn't they go back to the old method where you had to qualify to do it? No, I don't think many people liked it, having to qualify to do it. I think they just wanted to train up and do an Ironman. No, but remember in the old days in yeah, Australia, yeah, you had to that. do a half to yeah. get to do the full. And in Australia, well, I suppose we've got two now, but still, they're limiting the entries now. Mm. And first in, first serves, I don't know, is it, what's the fairest way to do it, I suppose, the question is. So there's choices out there, and I yeah. wouldn't be surprised if we see another iron distance race maybe popping up in Australia. Yeah. There's also going to be um, the, and the 70.3 on. on. A bit of gossip on the no, street. We, we're not going to comment on gossip, Bevan. I am. Challenger may be putting one on Australia. I know Challenger might be, yep, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so there's some other gossip. Are you happy with well. that gossip? That yeah. gossip's okay. <laughs> gossip. Well, I think if Challenger would put one on there, you know, they'd probably be able to fill a race in Australia. So exactly. mm. 70.3 is also going to be on at the same time, and they're going to have 500 people racing in that. So I think some of the um, debate out there was saying, oh, there's going to be heaps of drafting and what have you, but I guess they're going to have the same number of people on the course. So. I guess the drafting, will, we would think, would probably stay about well, the same. Well, what's really interesting, they're limiting the qualifying spots to only 40 people. Yeah, and that's going down. So this year it's gone down, I think, to 60. Next year it's going down to 40 for Australians. And what we're going to see and what we have seen... And we don't, there's, not in Western, there's not many in Western Australia right. either, is there? And apparently it is uh, the age groups in New Zealand are a bit more competitive this year. Um, I know Andrew Black was saying to me last year, last night that his age group in, in Taupo this year was Did quite a bit quicker. No, but he wants to do it next year because the Aussies are coming across because there's quite a few more slots at New Zealand. Well, well, now, I don't remember what they had this year, but last year they had 80, they had didn't 80. they? I'm pretty sure they had 80 this year. So that's going to be a draw card for the Aussies, isn't it, to come to New Zealand? I wouldn't be surprised if New Zealand's slots go down. So they've got to be giving away slots somewhere because there's all these new races coming up, so I wouldn't be surprised if New Zealand has less slots for next year, but we'll wait and see. But, is it, but slots are a paid-for thing, aren't they? You pay for it. Uh, I assume they, I'm so. still, yeah, they must still limit them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so interesting times ahead for um, Australia. Yeah, very, very interesting times. Okay, last weekend we had a race on, we had the Singapore 70.3, and no surprise that good old Curry took it out, but... Um, it was pretty close. It was, it was a good race. Yeah, he won it by about... Where is the Minute. link? Uh, <sighs> yeah, here it is. Um, he only won it by seconds. Took it took it on the run. Yeah. Um, so we had James Kanana, Kanama, who is apparently part of the Team TBB, 27-year-old pro, swam 27.58, so he's a little bit down off the, out of the swim, nearly, nearly two minutes down. Closed that up on the bike, um, but then Crowy ran away with it on the run to take it in three hours, 53.31. Outside of that, we had Aaron Farlow in third, Kent Horner in fourth, and Stephen Bayless back there in fifth. Rosie, a, Rosie kind of giving some running on the 10th. Not, not the greatest result for Rosie, but, you know, because he's just getting back run. into running. And the girls' side of things was uh, interesting because you had the world <coughs> 70.3 champion, um, Jodie Swallow, only managing second place, and Caroline Stephan is on a big-time roll. Yeah, she and is, her time she? of she dominated too, didn't she? 418 was a good time. She beat Rosie. Yep. Um, and he you know, got checked. He got checked. I bet he wouldn't like that, eh? Rosie. Like that. <laughs> so, well, you know you hate it, Rosie. He's, uh, she's, what, 25, uh, 20... 20 about 25 minutes behind um, Crowy, so look out for her. She's really dominating as well, and she's part of the team 
Down no, is, is she Iron Manning or is she just purely 30.3 at the stage? Well, her name's down on the Ironman Australia entry oh, list. But as we do know, with this whole pay $750 for the year, I guess, why, why, why don't you just go and enter races, yeah, stuff up everybody's fantasy tripods, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and don't turn up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So she's, yeah, let's, let's wait and see if she races. That will be interesting. Yeah, it will be interesting to see how many pros do that. Go, okay, I'm going to enter this race. This is, you know, mm. I'll enter all 20, you know, why not? And just see how many year goes. At um, ITU level, there's big penalties um, not so much for the individual but for the countries if they enter people and they pull out oh really we've got a bit of a replacement system where you can sub people in but if you get so New Zealand has to have two people to race and if let's say Bevan pulls out then Gemmel has to turn up not, not so much we have to have two but if you, you submit your entries the races always fill up and so say you've got five people entered um, there's sort of a subbing system if somebody pulls out you can sub somebody but if the if the big guns pull out and if it's too close to the race and they don't have like a medical certificate or something you know it really affects the marketing of yeah, the race yeah. um, the, the, the federation gets penalised so interesting to see how they sort of um, deal with that in, in the Ironman race but in, in this situation here it's not like you're going to have you know, like if you're going to get Crowley to a race, you're going to pay to get Crowley to a race. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to pay an appearance fee, so he's not going to pull out. Mm-hmm. It's going to be more the second tier guys or someone like you know who does a lot of racing, like the team TBB to people who yeah. race a lot but maybe have a bad week and need a bit of time off. But if you know part of your marketing package, if you've got you know maybe five or six good you know good second tier pros racing, if a couple of them pull out, it really does affect um, the race dynamics. So yeah, totally. interesting stuff. Singapore seventy point three. Anyone else of note? No. no. <laughs> okay then what else is happening on the news front here John let me go down my little page good old in Ireland can you know an Irish accent oh no can come on give it a try just to be not, sure to be sure to be sure I'm getting my uh, what did I have for lunch um, you burp before falafels coming back falafel yeah where'd you have falafel at home you made your own falafels it's best cake Oh really? That yeah. sounds good. Well, good. well, that's not Irish. No, I'm not doing Irish accent. But Ireland is having eight. See what I mean? Ireland, Ireland Christ. is having its first seventy point three. Ten out of ten. D. <laughs> this is going to be interesting because last year we were commentating that uh, there was a couple of new I race I, uh, half Ironman distance races. They, they had Ironman. Ironman. Yeah. Was it four or half? I think it might have been both. Yeah. So this will be interesting to see. They always talk up. Oh, we're going to put on this race and it's going to bring $10 million into the economy. Yeah. Um, be interesting to see how many people head over to Ireland for this race, 70.3, and that will really say how big a pulling power these um, 70.3 brand has. It was interesting to see how much they were talking up. You mm. know, you know the... 1,500 yeah. people racing yeah. and stuff. From a, from I wonder if they will. I wonder if it will sell out. I'd be really interested to see. I wonder if they put a 70.3 on in New Zealand, would it sell out? I think it'll do very well because there's not many half iron distance races. It would all depend on timing. Yeah. Mm, I think it could. could be the space in the calendar. The cross shoot 70.3, John. Could be. Yeah. Could. Give me ideas, Bevan. Don't give, give me ideas. <laughs> Troy okay. Watson, who is our Troy. good friend from Abu Dhabi, He's sent it. us in a bit of a, um, a bit of a small report on the race last week. We well, got injured. He was going to do the race and he got a little bit injured and so he pulled out and he decided to be a volunteer instead and uh, in T1 and T2 later on in the day. So what was and the key he, points, John? And he said it was um, bloody hard volunteering. Yeah, um, we sort I of took. It, eh? it is when you're on yeah. your feet all day, especially yeah. in that sort of heat. Um, we, we sort of did a bit of commentary on the race last weekend. What he was uh, commenting was that uh, the start, the elite men went, and then the women kind of went ten or twenty seconds later, which is interesting. That would have really advantaged probably some of the stronger swimmers yep. and female swimmers, and it would have advantaged guys that got dropped early in the swim to jump on their feet to hopefully drag them through. Yep. One thing that we didn't know about and we didn't say last week was um, Julie Dimmons obviously won, but we didn't know that she got a puncher yeah. and then still went on to win. 
And, and Rachel Joyce actually fell off a bike when she was mounting and her leg went into the big chain ring yeah, and uh, tore her leg up a bit. So, yeah. not good. So, I said overall, IMG, IMG did a good job um, putting the event on. A um, couple of issues the fact that T1 and T2 were about um, 5 or K, 5K or so apart. It's always a bit of a difficulty when you've got split transitions. And I guess the only other comment we heard was some of the lead athletes did go off the course on the, the bike. And then apparently, I read that who got second, um, Bockel, um, ran past the turnaround mark on the run, and actually Rasmus Henning managed to nip in front of him. Oh, really? the guy on the turnaround mark was asleep. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, so, but, he, <laughs> but he, still got, he still got back in front of him anyway. But overall, um, another interesting comment that I'd make was I looked at the results and looked at the female age group woman, and there was very, very few. There was like maybe eight or ten that were doing it versus the other cat and men. There was, you know, there was hundreds of people doing it. And the half distance, there was a lot more. But I guess that's just a, a sign of the times of that area. I guess the only probably females that would have been racing probably would have been expats. Well, so I was there last weekend mm-hmm. um, and just been, or this weekend just been. And I actually asked a few people who weren't triathlon related if they knew much about the race. And they said, yeah, that no, was pretty well known. Oh, in the area. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was really, we got lots of coverage and everyone seemed to be knowing about it. And a few people even had t-shirts on, so they, I talked to those ones, they must have competed. But yeah, it seemed to it seemed to have got good exposure in their local area. Cool. So, yeah. And more feedback, we didn't comment too much last week on uh, Ironman China. Ed Hawkins. Old, uh, Ed Hawkins. Sent us in the goss. Had a pretty good day at the office, he did. He said uh, it was very, very hot again, so if you do read about the information saying it wasn't so bad, he said it was uh, an absolute suffer fest with people blowing up all over the place. I guess you've just got to look at the stats and look at the temperatures versus yeah. last year, but you've got to know that if you go into that race, it's going to be hot. Well, it's up to 40 degrees of 84% humidity. That it's, is just ridiculous. That's tough. Yeah. And uh, people that do race there do say it's um, significantly harder than Kona. Interesting was, and, and I did say this last week, I thought the swim was multi-lap, and it was. Apparently it was four laps of the swim, and the way they were starting, it was five people at a time and then five seconds apart with the pros sort of heading off first. So interesting interesting way of starting it. He said um, it was okay, but the bad thing was um, you did start to catch swimmers up, and uh, particularly he found that his times were slowing quite a bit per lap as he had to navigate through. So I wonder what, how, they, how they actually let them go off. Is it that you give them a time that you predict you're going to do the swim in, or is it just luck of the draw? Or don't know. Because that could be really messy, you know, you're getting yeah. up for a two-hour swim, or if you're an hour guy, that's yeah. going to just be a pain in the bum. Yeah, so I, I kind of applaud WTC for trying different things, and I think yep. we've got to try different things in terms of swim start. Especially I'd, with the growth of the sport. And with multi-lap course. I, I'd like to see maybe um, them trying to do some age group wave starts, you know, maybe doing starts of 50, kind of like 50 to 100 people at a time, probably less than rope, 50 to 100 people at a time, and just trying to spread that swim out a little bit so you don't get as much congestion on the bike. With a four-lap swim, it's always going to be difficult, though. Yeah. Uh, he said the bike course was flat with some rolling hills, but uh, very windy, and he said to give a uh, congratulations to the top age grouper, a guy called David Bentley, he's an Aussie in the 30 to 34 age group, and he finished in 9 hours 52. And, and awesome he was pretty happy with his own race for 10.29. He, he managed to beat Justin Granger, so he was lovely. Nice. It was good because I picked Justin the week before, so I'm glad that happened the week afterwards. Right. <laughs> uh, anything else in the news? No. Kemp Kia Kaha, John. Is it happening? Well, we're getting a few people inquiring, so we need to know if you want to come on Camp Kia cards. Are we, are we going to give a date that you have to know by, or you just... Uh, let's say the um, end of April, we need to have enough people okay. to, to... We need to talk to, to each other about this, because I'm away a little bit. And okay, so we need well, to... it would be some stage in November, and it's going to be a very challenging few days of training. Yep. It's open to athletes of all abilities, 
Bevan will have his games night. Yep. Um, we'll have some good, tough training. We'll have a little bit of technical stuff as well. So it'll be a nice balance of everything. Christchurch is a wicked place at that time of the year. If you're lucky, we might even still have some magpies around attacking. Oh, that's right. <laughs> we could we, we, we call them up, get them to come up at the right time. <laughs> and lastly, our cookbook's coming on board. How's it all yeah. going, John? It's going cookbook? okay. We still need plenty more recipes. How many recipes do you want in the cookbook? Um, I think I'll need about 80. How many are we on? Um, we're over 30. I think we're getting probably somewhere between 30 and 40. Okay, good. So we're getting sort of halfway. halfway. Yep. Okay. So we need plenty more. I think it's going to be 120. Should we say, pages. are there any, like, do we need some breakfast ones? Do uh, we need some, like, you know, the mean porridge? No, we just need a good cross section. We're getting okay. quite, we're getting a number of baking ones in, but some good main course ones would be nice. A okay. few more of those. Okay, nice. A few pastas and That's just very good. Well, well, last week on the show, or well, two weeks ago actually, because we didn't do this last week on the show, we had a discussion of the week because it had been over two years with over 200 shows of I'm over four years, John. Four years, yeah. Oh, tempers, creepers. How are your kids? Coming up uh, to one and coming up to three. So they've never known you without I am talk. They have not. It's <laughs> a part of their life. It's a part of their life. Sure, they talk about it all the time. And so we kind of ask you guys, what are some ideas that you have that we can maybe add to the show ongoing uh, just to keep the show evolving? Uh, because we haven't really changed much over the four we've, years. We've consistently added features. Some can't come, some have gone. gone. That's right. I haven't actually read any of them, John. Okay, so, well, you so. can just pick ones because I've actually printed them all out and highlighted the the. the, the key topics because there was quite a few in there I think uh, oh you like, printed them all and highlighted well I deleted ones that I didn't um, uh, okay well you, you, you start off okay Chris Isaacson um, one of his was uh, trivia questions or brain teasers and I did think this was a good idea a while back but the problem is it's so hard to find anything that's not easily accessible on the internet yeah so it's like if I can find it somebody else Google's well. ruined the world hasn't it, it has it? Google's made a stupid John it has good idea though I like it or good old Jamie McPherson hope you haven't done this one well like more interviews with world class coaches or perhaps some interviews with world-class single sporters coaching, so e.g. marathon runners or 10k open water swimmers and stuff like that. I'm going to consider it. I think we, we don't want to be exactly uh, like competitor radio. We're going to consider it. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just get told. Because <laughs> um, obviously that's what competitor radio does. They, they do a lot of interviews with um, just general endurance sports athletes. Yeah. So I think it could be a good addition to the show. I think most of the time I think we want to stick to, to triathletes, but... I think if we can get the world champ, you know, yeah. like if we, can, we can get the world's fastest marathon run, I'd love yep. to live down to them. You start but talking Kenyan to them. Yeah. Whatever yeah. they speak in Kenyan. <laughs> uh, a common theme that came through, Jay Waters was saying more interviews, and that was a, a theme that came through quite a bit. Yep. Lots more interviews, which obviously indicates you guys don't like us talking and yeah, rather another, listen to other people. Probably add another D to AD. Have you show? I'm going to get that one. Yeah, maybe scroll to the top and oh, uh, maybe you, 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 okay. you had, a, had a typo. Okay. Next one. That was an easy one for me. James, the wise one, Botel. He says, uh, it's a risk, but change the format to make a whole episode focused on a particular topic. For example, Uh-oh. swimming, how to train, how to race, mental aspects, techniques, drill, etc. Yeah, we could potentially do that at times. It does create quite a bit more work for me. Well, what we could do is we could have a swim show where we get a swim coach in, mm-hmm. where we get a, a top swimmer, athlete in, where you could give some of your points and I could yep. give mine some for being a beginner swimmer and stuff like that. So We, we, we could consider that one. Yep. Good old uh, uh, Matt Clayton. Uh, take on some someone as a development project is a good idea. Get a complete novice, set them up with a program, get them to update regularly on their journey and then listen to them weekly. Uh, given that I've done one half, I'm taking it to Taupo at 10-11. He'd be definitely keen to be the person. <laughs> Again, we can consider that. Yeah, when John says consider, it's a no. <laughs> um, Jen's Jew. 
Uh, so she loves our on-location section, so we will try to keep those going. What do you mean possible. when we actually just got the mic out? Either, and... either on epic camps or at races. Yeah. Um, people seem to like them. We do need to work out that we've still got some sound issues when we do some of those, don't we? Oh, I think yeah. people accept. Accept. You know, that, that, that's going to be the way. We need, to, we need to lift our game. Okay, what about Andrew? Uh, just having been on Bevan's Facebook, he could tell us his one, what he wonders of the week and what people thought. Often on Facebook, John, I have a Facebook question every day. Right. And I have some pretty random questions, John. Right. I'm quite no well known for random questions. I haven't seen them, but yep. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I, could, I could have a discussion a week based on my question. Like, for example, John, here's a good one. You're at a party. <laughs> you're at a party. <laughs> and, shaking and, my and, head. And, two, and you're in a relationship. So you're, you're, yeah. you're loving with Belinda. And you're in a relationship. And two people come up to you and say, look, we want to have sex. And we just want you to watch. Would that no. be cheating? It wouldn't be cheating, but I wouldn't do it. You wouldn't do it? No. Okay, well, there you go. See, John says no. I'm not answering that one because that'd be stupid answer. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Dan McCormick. Mcormick. He, this is probably the best one of, out of everybody, so he gets first prize. Where, first where prize, is it? Dan. Where is it? Where is it? Uh, it's, it's on my page two, so it's probably about halfway down. Okay, so. you keep going on for front here. How about a regular ITU roundup? Oh, they're, the, they're the IM, IM guns of the future, anyway. And you know, John would love it. You're right, Dan. So that is going to become. Oh, you just. Oh, I like this. What was your word when you don't like it? Oh, yeah, that could happen. <laughs> this will happen. But I'll probably only be covering mainly the World Championship Series races. So eight races a year, I'll give you. I'll let you have eight. And the World Championship. Is that right? There's probably less than that. But no, it's probably about eight. I'd have to check, but it's about eight. Okay. Cool. I'll be Dan. I've been given permission to go you're, you're green for go. But we're not doing tri picks on it. It's not fantasy tri crap. Well, we're gonna have a couple of fantasy tri ones because that'll be bloody hard picking an ice. Yeah, but one. I don't do. I don't know. It's just cheating. It's called research. Cheapest <sighs> creep is what next? Okay, let me give me another one. Uh, Jay Waters. Matt might have an idea here. There was a British guy, at least I think he was, who got a job promoting Hamilton Island, Queensland. Oh yeah. Maybe you could do the same for I am talk. Advertise, apply, and then vote for this. Listen to what they want to see in here. And the winner gets the advice, suggestions, and coaching tips from I Am Talk in return for dishing up content that keeps the show spinning. I'm not really sure what that was. Consider it. Yep. The vegan. Full force deliver a misconsistency came through a few good ones. Um, Watson John's pool section. Oh, big we guys, you don't want to know that. <laughs> guest correspondence. He likes porno's little sections. Yeah. Um, I am talk monthly challenge. Oh, that's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. When I used to do, I don't do for fitness anymore. But when we, don't st- you? no, I've stopped doing it. She's oh, still doing it. But yeah. yeah. But when um when I stopped, we used to have that. We had like how many press ups? A thousand press ups in a month or something like that. And yeah. Yeah, so we could say yeah, yeah, this month yeah, the swim, challenge swim, is to ride. Swim yeah, month or um, he was suggesting maybe have a uh, like four hundred meter time trial, and you maybe submit your current four hundred time trial, and then at the end of the month well, you. So one thing we're going to be doing in, in mid-April, hopefully by the end of April, is have a new yeah. website up, and we're going to be trying to do some more community aspects within that. So maybe each month mm-hmm. we can have the challenge. Yep. And you can yeah yeah is that is that allowed in John? We strongly considered. <laughs> strongly considered. Uh, and then Figure was also saying how much to sponsor a single show, and that's one thing that will be coming in as well when the new website comes in. We're going to have guest sponsors. So uh, yep. if people are interested in sponsoring a show, if you've got a small business thing, I can't maintain it for a year, but you want to do occasional bit of advertising, that'll be coming up with a new website. Yeah. Um, I'll just pick out a couple more I've got here. Yep. Because I've Josh Crab. Um, 
anyone who can qualify for Kona has a few things the rest of us could learn. So he was wondering if we could um, maybe try to find somebody who's sort of on the four-year couched Kona qualification. Oh, nice. So it's gone past the three-year plan. It's gone to four-year four qualification. Year ca- oh, do you think that's really possible for most people? You'd have to have a reasonable amount of talent. Yeah. And likely a background in one of the sports. Yeah. Stacey Head, I think you could do um, add a workout of the week. I think that's a good idea. Maybe maybe like a key Ironman session. I'll, I'll strongly consider that one. Oh, nice. Um, I probably won't do it every week, but I'll... Like a month, uh, maybe. A regular feature. Yeah. yeah. Um, this was this was one that caused a, a bit of SmackDown talk. You probably you should go back and read this. I will, actually, because I, mean, I like SmackDown. Troy Watson was uh, saying maybe get some 17-hour Ironman athletes yep. and um, and hear how their sort of stories. And then Fegan came back. I don't want to hear from someone that takes 17 hours unless you're a challenged athlete or had a major mechanical or an accident prior to the event. Then it's not inspirational. Well, then David Parsons came on and came said, back. Fegan's earlier comments about not being interested in a 17-hour Ironman was outrageous. <laughs> Don't submit this to... <laughs> what is this? English attitude I am talk. If I am talking athletes is to continue to flourish, then needs to continue to appeal to all levels of the triathlon community. Oh. If Chrissy Wellington can return to the finish line at Kona to respect the commitment that goes on in any Ironman finish, then someone like Mr. Fegan... Might as well do the show the same respect. Um, there was a bit of back and f- back. Oh, and really? From that, so. Uh, uh Ho, what else did I have here? Vespasian. John Ray, um, tip of the week. Oh, nice. And then maybe what he was saying that uh, Triathlete Magazine doing maybe have like 10 people who started, um, who stated at the start of the season they were going to qualify for Kona, who they were, where they were, how they sort of did it, yep. and whether they actually succeeded at the end. And he said it was always good to hear about our training build-ups and feedback. Nice. Yep. Okay, good times. Good times. Anything else? Okay, any, any segments you suggest, John? No. <laughs> no, because I was going to consider that. Yeah. Uh, can't think of anything at the moment. It's, it's funny, really, because I was actually reading something about our show. Someone had written something about our show on some website. You just talk for a moment. What are you going to go to Twitter or something? Yeah, I'm dying for a, th- a drink. And he's dying for a drink. And I was, I was reading this piece about... You just talked to me in the distance, yeah, mate. I'm and uh, I, was, I was reading this piece about um, our show and how over four years the format's pretty much always said the same, and it really has. Yeah. We haven't really changed anything, which is kind of beautiful, I think. So we, bits may come and go. Yeah. You've got to try them, don't you, John? Got to try. Got to be into one. Into one. Good Christchurch water. Good Christchurch water, actually. This week's topic. Oh, this week's topic. Now, so last week on the show, we were talking a little bit about how the running and the drafting thing with females. So um, I'm not saying on the bike in this week's topic, we're not saying that they should be allowed to draft on the bike because that is cheating. Yeah. But particularly on the run, is it okay for the female pros to use... Well, on the bike as well, not, but not drafting. As you okay, so it's just use the pace in the race. Yeah. So someone who's basically going to, a male athlete, who's going to drag them through the race to make them have a better result. Is, the should they be penalised if it happens? Yeah, and the reason this has come up is because there has been a bit of crap around with Yvonne Van Vlerken, and I commented last week that the girl that won Ironman China, and I've forgotten her name off the top of my head, but her husband um, finished 45 seconds in front of her. So that's the reason why this came up. Bevan asked me my opinion last week, and I'll think about it. I've got, had some thoughts about it, and we'll be thinking about it too, next John. week. Good. I've been thinking about you. Okay, I'm um, thinking, no, 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 that's a song. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're on fire this week, mate. Who sings that? Um, oh, geez, say anything. It's supposed to be into your music. <laughs> you should be up there. <laughs> okay, here's the music.
One, two, three, four. High five. Oh you were going to come off age group, weren't you? Was, it was. It was. And then pulled out straight away, but you did well to pull out. Right. We've got all our friend of the show. It's, 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 Rob Holt. It's, what's happening with your flight? Sorry? Oh, I don't know. Um, I saw him the other day, and we were going to uh, try to tee something up some stage after Easter. Okay, because I want to be there, John. Okay, you can be there. I do. Cleaning up the chunder. Cleaning up the chunder. Well, basically, uh, he raced his first Ironman back in 1988, having a cracker of a debut, and unfortunately, fortunately qualified for Hawaii his first time. Gee, that's pretty good. Sub three-hour marathon. He wrapped it up. I think he finished 11th place. In his first Ironman. Yeah, and I think it was like, I think it was like 9.15 or something like that. Um, from memory on Auckland which was a very very difficult course wow that's pretty impressive Rob what was, what was his history uh, he's in the army oh no hardcore aren't they <laughs> after 20 years of the sport I got back into Ironman and on my second attempt thanks to John's expert advice and lots of hard work qualified for Kona in, two, in the 45 to 49 age group having successfully competed in Kona in 2009 I should say uh, and deciding to not race Ironman again for a few more years I've been thinking about how I can stay connected to the awesome world of Ironman so he's come up with a hot oh let's have a look Hot eight. So high five with yeah. the three bonus rounds. Okay. Number one, keep connected through listening to IM Talk. That's a no-brainer, John. That's a no-brainer. Where else are you going to be keep in touch with the, in the world with what's going on in the special world of Iron Man? Beautiful. Um, okay. That's true. It is true. On a, even if you don't do the sport anymore in your life, you have to keep listening to us. And we now know that you'll also be semi-informed of what's going on in the ITU world as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to get in there, don't you? Yeah. Uh, number two, keep racing at whatever distance you can fit in. For me, dropping down through racing Olympic distance post-Kona has been a way of staying in the sport and enjoying keeping fit and racing without the burden of 15-plus hours training weeks. The advantage, too, is that I am pacing, pick out my speed and power, too, which helps to be a bonus when I move back into Ironman. I race frequently, frequently at a short distance builds up my motivation and my love for the sport. Short course hurts. It does hurt. Yep. Number three, enjoy all the things that you wish you had time for but couldn't fit in. Yeah, so true. You've now got the time to spend your family, friends and those other hobbies you were neglecting while racing Ironman. Put, put time back into these now, rebuild the connections and you'll build goodwill for you for the time when you next casually mention you're thinking about doing Iron Man again, perhaps next year or the year after. Uh, I think this is one of the really big things, and you can use this time for me. I've got back into music and I've developed a lot of my skills and my musical playing, and and it's time to actually, you know, because you do end up with a lot of spare time once you stop doing six, seven hour bike rides. We want to see some evidence of the, all this music you talk okay, about. Okay, I'll record something this week, John, and put it on the show. Good. Okay, I'll make up a song. Good. What do you want me to call it, John? Because I'll, I'll do I'll do a song. I love Iron Man. I love Iron Man. Okay, yeah. there we go. Next week, you wait till next week's show. <laughs> Cam Brown and I love Iron Man. Uh, now we've got time to spend with family, friends, and other hobbies that we were neglected when racing. Oh, I've already done that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Number four. <laughs> Put something back into triathlon. Use your extra time to do something for your local tri club, as we need committed volunteers to keep the club scene going. Personally, I have chosen to assist with coaching my uh, club's youth development squad. It's fun. I get to see tomorrow's triathletes being developed, and best of all, teaching. Tech Technique and drills to others makes my own me look at my own style, which is helping with my own training and racing, which is so true. Definitely agree with that. And we had a uh, did a little triathlon out at um, the army base in near Christchurch where Rob works. Oh, did you? And um, I was out there doing some video camera work. Yeah. And <laughs> Rob did a little talk on on ethics because we were doing a lap course, and he said <laughs> something about, about you know, he said about you know you'll. You'll be able to cheat if you really want to, but and you'll know. Nobody else will probably know, but you'll know. Caught it all on video and stuff. It's classic. Oh, we should put that on YouTube. <laughs> the ethics of Iron Man. Number five. Don't be shy to wear your Iron, uh, Iron Man finishes talk. I, I'm... 
finisher's shirt. Go on, put it on, put on your finisher's shirt at the appropriate occasions and remind yourself and others that you've been there and done that. But save your kind of finisher's shirt for when you really want to lay down the smack. Nice. You know what, okay, good. Number six. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, nice. Number six. Have at least one I Am Talk piece of clothing. We like this one. Uh, this one, uh, this also lets the I Am community know that you, you're in the know as you're wearing an I Am Talk jersey or t-shirt. Let's others know that you're thinking, a thinking triathlete. Brains good. as well as beauty. It's a good way to meet people at races when you're wearing like an I Am Talk. It breaks down the barriers, doesn't it? Does. People yeah. just come up to you and talk to you. I'm so like, oh, you listen to I Am Talk, and yeah. And we're going to come coming up. Well, I've given Bevan a little task. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to come up with a new jersey, the 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 200 plus edition, the launching of the new website. The 200 plus edition. Yeah. Oh, I like that job. Going to be uh, re rebranding. That's what Rebrand. we're doing. Rebranding jersey 3.0. Because we've done two two. Because we had to change the logo on the first one. Yeah. So maybe we'll call it Jersey 2.0 because the first one was 1.0, then 1.5 it was the same jersey, just a little yeah. bit different. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sounds good. Uh, uh, number seven, when, is it my turn? Uh, no, when it's all, my turn. Okay. Oh, is it? No, it's your turn. When all else fails, listen to your favourite I Am Talk episode. For me, Kona 2009 was a special time in life after coming back to the sport after nearly 20 years when I had only raced sporadically. Um, reliving the race through John and Bevan's commentary brings out uh, it all alive again and fires me up and almost enough to make me go online and commit to next year's Iron Man. Do it, go on, do it. I double dog dear you. Uh, lastly, support your sports sponsors. No excuses now. You've got time to support these dudes. Where would you be without Athlinks and Coffees of Hawaii? Athlinks can continue to be a way to keep in touch with your mates, see what's happening, relive your past glory, and plan your future. Don't forget to get your regular supply of coffee from Albert and the team of Coffees of Hawaii and get one of their cool t shirts while you're. At it, mate. You just done advertising for this week. Yes. I <laughs> love your work, Rob. Nice. Love your work. Anything else you're there, John? Because you put away from the sport now. Uh, I'm just looking at new new challenges, and and one of the things I'm you know getting better at is uh, judging my performances on where I'm at in life and in terms of training and current fitness, rather than looking back because I'm progressively been getting slower um, since I since about. You're not getting any younger, are you, John? I'm not getting any younger. Are you now 34. Uh, what am I this year? Thirty-four this year. Yeah, yeah thirty-four this year. Um, so since two thousand, it's been ten years of speed decline, yeah. and I'm beginning to accept that now. It's and, taking and, you ten years to accept, and, and judge my efforts, um, and still be happy with my efforts, even though they're slower than my PBs. I, I, I do think some things are really important. Is that to make sure you keep your habits, you know, because one thing you, people can do is they can just totally lose. Like it always fascinates me when you meet someone who who's maybe. You know, twenty years down the piece, and they're just totally overweight oh, and, yeah. and all bad habits. And you think, how could you have gone from being, you know, like awesome. a really good athlete mm. to just not having anything? And one thing is, we often we stop a sport like Ironman, which is, shows you so much commitment, and then all of a sudden you just seem to lose all your habits. Mm. And I always think it's important. Once just, you know, for me, I've just kept having goals, mm-hmm. and so keep resetting new goals. And you've got to accept, like John was saying, that. Like, I'm not going to be the athlete I was when I was an Ironman because I just don't commit that much time to sport anymore. But you can still have growth through sport. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so, like, for me, like, with running at the moment and, you know, choose races that are, you know, applicable for the amount of time you have, but it also can challenge and grow you. And I also think one thing that you can focus on a lot now is, is a bit more technique work. And that's a couple of things that Rob's mentioned in there, especially is he's, he's helping with coaching with um, some of our junior program, and it really does reinforce your own technique and yeah. makes you a lot stronger when you're doing it. You're probably finding it with your 
bit of run coaching. Yeah, as well. yeah, totally. Yeah, you keep it, telling people stuff. It, it really sinks. It creates your awareness, eh? Yeah, yeah, because if you, it's just reinforcing the concept. So, um, a bit of that stuff, and, and then also I do think lastly, just find habits outside sport because I think one of the things that comes with Ironman is this wicked self-esteem, and a lot of people when they pull away from that, that esteem that comes with Ironman. Like I was actually I was at Fishmongers last night getting fish oh. and chips. Going to talk to him. If, if, if that's the thing, I was going to say, and I'm, I'm going to jump the gun here on the camp. We'll have a fishmonger's night. Oh, okay, fishmonger's night, beautiful. Because yeah. they're great fish and mm. chips. I must say, if you're in Christchurch, fishmongers. But I was talking to Richard last night, and we were just here saying, he's <laughs> did some... "Get some free V's again, did you?" No, 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 no. I paid, I paid, I paid. He's great. But, the, the, but anyway, and we we're just talking. He was doing some big block training, and we we're talking about the esteem that comes with that. Mm-hmm. And when you pull away from that, you know, and you just get back into daily life, you know, for me now, I'm finding that a theme through music and, and still a bit of sport, but that's where getting new hobbies and different areas that maybe have excited you but you haven't had time for in the past can help you just a bit with that self-esteem that comes to mind. a new hobby for you, Bevan. What's this? House, marriage, baby. House, marriage, wait a second. Well, oh, you want me to yeah. get a house? He'll keep you occupied. <laughs> yeah. He'll fill the space. <laughs> house, marriage, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great hobby, that one. Yeah. Okay, well, we're going to go interview. Oh, we've got time to say the We'll do this really quickly. Okay, we'll, we'll put some music on. Here's some music. Website of the week. Now, good old uh, the wise man James uh, Botel sent through this one. He kind of tends to do all the websites a week nowadays. But I've got a few backed up as well. <laughs> but, but, but don't worry, we like that. And it is only US focused at the moment. But one thing, uh, it's a Google Map thing. But uh, one thing with Google Maps is they do tend to take it global pretty quickly. So mm-hmm. what they have right now is, I'll just click on the page to pull it up, is that if you're in America and you want to do a Google Maps, but you want to do it for a bike ride. Say, say in New Zealand, you go, right, I want to go from... Christchurch to Kaikoura, you can either do it walking or driving. Yep. What you can now do in America is you can go by car, by public transit, walking or bicycling. Yeah, and bicycling will obviously look for cycle routes in your area. And mm. like they obviously know your area well enough to actually come up for a route that is probably a lot safer mm. and faster for a cyclist. Mm. So it's just a really good idea. And probably more for those people, well, no, probably for training as well, yep. but training and for just transport to work. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're new to an area or you're going somewhere you're not really sure of, this will create a map and also you know with one thing with Google Maps is you can actually print off directions turn by turn directions yeah. so I'll say okay bike for a mile this way and then turn left and look for this sign kind of like MapQuest does mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah it's just a cool little idea for those of you who are maybe going to a new area or trying to find some different cycling routes and that's one thing you can do because you kind of have your local area like in Christchurch there's probably seven rides you do away yep. you know you've got the gorges you do yep. the hills and stuff and, and if you're looking for something a little bit different you could go okay we'll go to here to here and, and see if it comes up for some new ideas for you and if you want to save yourself time if you work with the triathlon club or if you, which has a whole bunch of beginnings this is an easy way to set some maps um, and if you yeah, get true. new people into the sport saves you typing all the different the routes up each time yeah so uh, it's Google Maps there's the link to it that we'll put on the website www.imtalk.me this week and it just shows you how it works and how you can actually work it now again at the moment it's not only happening in America but Google are normally pretty good at getting these things worldwide so um, it's kind of like when they did the photo view have you seen the photo view? Street Street view? view. yeah 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 Yeah, it's been on for a while it's pretty good eh? it's good it is good it's good yep nice let's go talk to Brownie okay we're going to talk to Brownie you won't hear that until next week but Brandon, we, we haven't talked to Brandon in a while, have we? We've only talked to him once before. Yeah. It's amazing, really, because he's Kiwi. Back on the show today. Back on the show, no, tomorrow. I mean, next, next week. Next week. Here we go. Here's Brownie. Next week. Next week. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, 
Coach's Corner. Oh, Kima gave us the best interview, interview of all time, John. He did after I've been uh, whinging, saying I'm getting old and slow. Yeah. He's older than me and he's still getting faster. Yeah, I didn't realise he had as fast as bikes in Taupo. No, I didn't realise that either. In tricky conditions, most yeah. I had people um, that I've been working with that slowed as much as 15 minutes on the second lap. Did really? fade did fade a bit. Yeah, which you were going to do. But, but, um, geez, that's amazing, really. And obviously that Avanti Chrono <laughs> makes a big difference, John. Obviously but. the Avanti Chrono <laughs> no, but, is the key. But more importantly is... Um, you know, like if his bike is coming up, you know, that's good news for him for Kona, isn't it? He's just got to make... If he makes a bunch in Kona, yeah, could win it one day. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, if he makes a bunch, stays with it, he's on par with... Um, yep. He's very, very close to Brownie. Uh, not Brownie, to, to Crowley. Right, yep. And he, I don't see any reason why he couldn't get in the top three. I, I hope he gets it. You know why? Because this guy has won a race nine times in a row. He's won mm-hmm. Germany. You know, like, I hope he gets it because to me... He's not going to get the credibility he deserves unless he wins this one stupid race. Yeah, you know what I mean. And you know, like his achievements are bigger than winning one. Like so for someone to win a race ten times against the guys he's won against, I think it's bigger than one Kona win. You know what I mean? There we go, John. That's controversial, isn't it? Very controversial. Okay, would you rather win New Zealand ten times or Kona once? It's a discussion of the week, isn't it? It is, yeah. Mm. Like we'll make that for next week. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, Coach's Corner, you, you wouldn't tell us what it was. Yeah, yeah. Keep it secrets from I, us. I didn't want to disappoint you because this is dealing with disappointing results. <laughs> so, what? You think it's going to be bad? You really disappoint <laughs> me. <laughs> so, you know, if, almost everybody has these days. You rock up at a race. You have a crappy one, and you're wondering why the hell was it a crappy race? Oh, and you, especially if it's your A race. Like I've got to be honest, my last race, it was a dis- you know, like I actually had a great race, my best race ever, but it was disappointing, you know. And yep. at, at first, and then you kind of learn to, to get something from it. So John's given us some some ideas. So first thing that a lot of people don't do, and um, you should do it whether you have a good or a bad race, is to do a pretty thorough race review. So you need to look back at your nutrition, um, look back at your pacing with your heart rate monitor, with your speed if you've got power, look at your tactics and mentally what you went through during the day. And it's really important to do this whether you have a good race or a bad race because if you have a good race, you want to try to get those things down packed and use them next time. If you had a bad race, you want to be trying to think if there was any things that you could have easily fixed up in terms of your race day tactics. Yeah, and, and that's really important note because this here, this only works if you actually think, how can I improve on it? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're just going to go, okay, what was my race, what, what happened in the race and wrote that down, that's all good, but then, okay, well, what do I do next time in the same situation to make me more successful? And part of that process is looking at your race plan, and it's really surprising me that a lot of people don't go into races with a race plan, yeah. um, especially a written race plan. Obviously, everybody has a bit of a plan in their head, but some people just rock up and go, let's just, let's just wing it. Yeah, I think in Ironman, most people probably don't have a plan. They, you know, they just jump on the bike, they ride, and then they die in the run, and that was yeah. the race, you know, it's like... So first thing you should be asking yourself, if you had a crapper, did you have a race plan, and did you race to your race plan? So that's another thing. A lot of people have race plans, but they don't stick to them. They go oh. off and do so completely. And the different. classic example is the person, oh, yeah, but I just felt great on the bike. Yeah. <laughs> so, number 50 watts. <laughs> easy. So, having it, firstly, doing a review. Secondly, before you go to the race, you should have a plan, and you've got to back yourself in the race plan. So, you need to have enough freedom in there that if you are feeling great um, on the run, um, you've got a bit of freedom to, to really rack it up, or maybe give yourself a little bit of freedom towards the end of the bike. Um, so, you need to have a plan. Secondly, your plan, your plan is, and it, it, was it realistic? And you've got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. You know, if you think you're going to go out and run, say, a three-hour 30 um, Ironman marathon, your, your PB is maybe only a fresh 
320 or something it's yeah. just not going to be realistic no matter what sort of shape you think you're in you've got to be honest with yourself look at your past results um, and think um, don't think what you're capable of look at what is a realistic um, race outcome for you so. and I think if you're new to the sport this is when your coach or peers who have experience in the sport are going to help you out you know newer people to the sport you we are just unrealistic because we just don't know ourselves yet. And with someone like John or someone who's an experienced athlete, they know what they can do because they've just the experience has taught them through doing things like this. And if you're new to the sport, you're not going to have an idea. And, and it kind of depends on your personality because some people are pessimistic and some are optimistic. But if you actually get someone who's got a bit of experience, they're going to say, to you, "Well, look, if you can run a 320, you're probably going to do close to four, you know maybe a four-hour marathon in an Ironman." And then it's going to make it a lot more realistic for you. And, and I think one of the benefits of doing that is that on the race day, let's say if you thought you were going to do a three and a half mm. and you're actually looking closer to the four, you're going to be beating yourself up. You're yep. going to be going, oh my God, I'm having a crap race. Whereas realistically, that's probably a really good race. Yep. And so it changes your mental attitude and there is a benefit of feeling positive in the race. So, so probably the best um, piece of data you can take into the race is look at your half Ironman results look at what your heart rates were doing there and then you need to base or your heart rates and your power and you need to base your race plan off that um, and have a best case scenario and and don't go exceeding that so if you think best case scenario I can run a 3 hour 45 marathon you're feeling fantastic at the start of the run don't start running at 3 hour 30 pace just stick to that 345 pace at least up to halfway then if you're feeling great then open up the bloody open up the floodgates and just go for it but you gotta be careful and what you find in Ironman is that you, even if you get to the halfway point you don't really feel great but you feel you can maintain that pace you know it's not like many people get to the halfway point and go yep now I'm going to kick in three gears higher very few you know it's, it's more okay I've got to halfway hey I can manage this pace and that's great I know a few people who can negative split an Ironman run but that negative split is not very big yeah it's a pretty small negative yeah. split so it's more about maintenance isn't it um, if you've had a complete crapper of a race and you're trying to deal with this disappointment there's almost always something that went well. So yep. we're not trying to package this up and make you feel good about everything in, in life and everything's funky dory and everything's going to be fine. If you had a crappy race, we've got to figure out what's going on. But there's almost always um, something that's happened that's been good. So find that aspect of the race, analyse that and say, well, I had a, either a great swim and this is why I had a great swim. And uh, at least then you can take something away to your next race rather than it being all negative. And I think the ultimate thing that, that you need to remember as an athlete is that this is all about learning yourself as an athlete and ultimately what you're trying to do is through your training and racing you're just trying to learn how you can improve so you know through you know looking at your race review you can figure out the things you've done wrong and well and so you are learning it and you know if you have had a totally bad race as John's saying there will be aspects to it that are positive oh, yeah. and you know you can learn from that and take that forward to your next race so that next time you know you know that's going to work and so there's less chance of failure in other areas. And that's a great thing about triathlon. If you just say doing going down and you're doing a 10k running race, you could have a pretty crappy 10k all the way. Yeah. Yep. Whereas with a triathlon, you may have a crappy swim, you may have a good bike and a crappy run. Yeah. Or, 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 or half or a good bike or whatever. Yeah. So there's always some positive in there. Almost always. Mm. Um, one thing that I really encourage people to do is uh, is keep a track of their training. Obviously, you can look at your race day performance and see if there's any errors in tactics then you need to go look back at your training. Did you do the training right? Did you have the recoveries in the right places? Did you train correctly for that course? Did you do enough simulation sessions? So you need to look at your race execution. Yeah, was your taper, you know, did you taper correctly? Yeah. You know, all those types of things. So having a training log, you're not just going to have to remember things off, you know, click of the fingers and go, oh, I did all these sessions. You need to have a log and, uh, and keep 
information there, how you felt during sessions, what you did, and ideally some um, statistical information as well. Um, and then I've rewritten this again, trading log, keep a trading log. So when I was doing this, it must be really important because yeah, I wrote it twice. You love those trading logs. We should do an iron talk training log. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess the other thing is if you are um, looking to, to, you know, you're disappointed with your performance, you're expecting more of yourself, and maybe that expectation was not quite in line with what you were capable of, if you want to take that next step, how serious do you want to be in the sport? Yeah. Um, and so you've got examples of somebody like Gordo, who's a fantastic example of somebody who's not incredibly talented, but he did every single thing right in his training for a couple of years. He had immaculate nutrition, he got the best equipment, he got immaculate sleep. Every Almost every second of his day it was just revolved around training and making himself a better athlete, and he removed everything else from his life. Yep. Pretty much everything else from his life. He started yeah. to a few things, but as, as much as he could. So, and you know, was hugely successful with that strategy, wasn't it? You exactly. know, eight and a half by a guy. Um, so you've just got to decide um, if you want to keep improving, and if you've kind of reached a plateau and you are disappointed with your performance, what are you going to remove from your life to be able to either train more, or in a lot of instances, actually recover more to be able to make to, to try to make that next step up. Um, so that's a tricky one, you, you know. A lot of people don't want to sacrifice. And that's maybe the thing you've got to be life. realistic about. It. Like for me, in my Ironman career, I was always that I love my job. I was never going to give up my job, and mm-hmm. I have a daughter that I'm committed to. So for me to do this sport, there is those limits to how how high I can take the next level. And yep. um, so I had to set my goals based around that. Now, if I wanted to ever become an eight and a half hour guy, well, I would have had to quit my job and mm-hmm. I would have to move away from Christchurch, and they just they weren't options for me. So and being with the disappointments, you know, like maybe you just the goal you set for yourself is the unrealistic thing again isn't really real mm-hmm. you know that unless you're willing to give up some big sacrifices that you maybe need to set goals that are a bit more you know work for where you're at so a few things you can try um, or, 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 or areas to look at is nutritional um, aspects if your body composition isn't quite where you want it to be that's yep. something that you can, can change without losing or gaining time in your life or relationships or work or whatever so yep. that's an easy one that a lot of people can um, can and should work on a lot more um, there's a social aspect and that's just a personal decision whether you want to pull away from things socially or try to organise your social life so it revolves a bit more around um, say being at home and yep. that maybe entertaining people at your house rather than going out a lot yep. and then another one is, is work and, and you just I see so many people just working their gonads off and um, and can you pull back from work? How important is that to you? Is training more important than work? And if it is, then um, look to try to find a little bit more training time in your in your life or recovery time. And final point was uh, get over it, move on, build a bridge, and build a bridge. Especially if you've done a PB, because I get pissed off when people do PBs um, and they still can't find anything positive about the race. Yeah. So and when I was at this uh, conference last week with Jack Daniels, you know, one of the things he said. Most people just have the odd bad race. Yeah, that's the thing, especially if you're going to race a lot. Yeah. You know, like, and, and it's just the way of it is. And the problem with Ironman is that you, it, it's hard to get experience because mm. it's, you don't race that much, you know. And so, you know, even like someone like Cam Brown, he's probably only done 30, 40 Ironmans in his life. Yeah. And, you know, it's 10-year career, yeah. you know, plus. So it's like, yeah, no, it's just a tough sport. So hopefully those few things there just need to analyse your, uh, analyze your race performance and have a plan that you can analyse that too. Um, think about whether you really were realistic with yourself. Um, find some positive things in there. Keep a training log, 
and then decide if you want to take it to the next level what you're going to cut out of your life to and, do that. and just don't beat yourself up oh, you know yeah. what I mean like it's, it's, at the end of it it's just a race yeah. and I know we commit a lot of our time and energy to it and you know there's, there's going to be disappointment after a hard race but it's you know you do that thing where two years from now will I still be this worried about that and you know and you're not going to be and so um, got a good lifestyle doing triathlon yeah so you know think of the positive John that's right accentuate the positive there's a song on that Okay, uh, questions and answers. Uh, well, we've got a good old email from Christian uh, Isaacson. Isaacson? Yep. And uh, he's got a mate. His mate is called... What's his mate's name, John? Oh, but the website is... Jason, Epic. Jason Plester. Uh, the website, Jason Lester. Um, Where was the P? Lester. Oh. oh. I don't know, maybe it's Plester. Maybe it's, maybe it's Jason P. Lester. P. Lester. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Anyway, website is epic5.com. Probably should be a website website of the week, but I was worried we were going to miss out on it because it's coming up. The guy or guys are doing five Ironmans in five days, uh, but kind of in a cool location. They're going to start in Kauai, basically going over to Hawaii, and they're doing (laughs) five Ironmans in five days. And And different locations. Different islands, and they're going to finish up. Molokai, Maui, and Kona. And they're going to finish up in Kona on May the 9th. Um, they are fundraising for the Never Stop Foundation, whose mission is dedicated to using athletes as its tool to encourage all youth to have a chance to achieve their full potential. Now, I think there's more to it, John, because I'm pretty sure Jason Plester, or Lester, <laughs> he's a, in 2009 ES. Yeah, I think he's, a, he's, an, he's an athlete who has a um, disabled, disabled athlete. So you keep talking, I'm going to put up his okay. website. So we just wanted to highlight his website before. Oops. Have I got it right? Jason P. Lester, you put Lester. Lester. Here we go. Because we're going to find out if there's anything more to I'm the man. Sure there is. I'm pretty sure. Good old Jason P. Lester. Here's something wrong with him. There he is. No, I don't know. He is. I know he is, but I just don't know what that problem is, John. Okay, he's got one arm warmer on there. Yeah. It's not looking like there's much wrong with him, actually. He's got one arm? He's got one arm. He's got one arm, is it? Uh, maybe it's one arm. That's Great podcasting. Hungry. That might not be him. <laughs> I know, that's Rich Roll. Yeah. Okay, let's say he's got one arm. Let's hope so. <laughs> he's not. Either way, it's bloody hard. If he's got one arm, or he's got two arms. I think he's got one arm because look, he never shows that arm. Yeah. <laughs> he's got one arm. So, get on there, help him out. Yeah, that's awesome. Epic5.com. They've got actually quite a bit of um, cool clothing you can buy off there. Yeah, so if you want to check them out, that's all good. Oh, uh, what Did else? That one last week. Oh, but just Team Laws. I put the wrong website on the week, so if you did want to go donate to them, it's www.teamlaws.co.uk. I put NZ. Um, and the other ones who are doing the, the Team Hoyt fundraising triathlon. Nice. So that was very good. Uh, anything else here, John? Yep, another one there. And from Drew Ziegler. Actually, he. Uh, that's a great name. We've got a. We've got a. He's got a nickname. He's donated to the show oh, as well. Oh, great. So he's coming. Your nickname's coming up, Drew. Uh, his question was um, I was planning on doing one or two half Ironmans before. That's how you get a question race. answer today. You donated to the show. <laughs> before my big race, and was wanting to have some recommendations how to space them out. Um, anyway, keep the great work. Always. Also, I'm on Fantasy Try 2. My team name is Sippy. Sippy. That's not your name, your nickname. Mm-hmm. Okay, so pacing your half Ironmans before an Ironman. Um, kind of depends what you want to get out of them. If you plan on racing both of them, um, then I would say probably about seven weeks out and about 15 weeks out. Definitely no closer than seven weeks out um, for doing a, a raced half Ironman. Yeah, like yeah, full on pace. By mean. racing, yeah. I'm talking full on pace. My, probably, my suggestion um, would probably be to race one of them 
um, and then have the second one as a training day. And if you did that, I'd probably suggest having one at around about 10 weeks out, 10 to 12 weeks out, where you actually race it. And then this, the, the second one, maybe five or six weeks out, and do that more as a simulation session for um, for, for your big Ironman. And swim um, at Ironman pace, maybe bike just marginally quicker than Ironman pace, and, and keep the run really under control so you don't bash yourself around. But my third suggestion would be be very careful about racing a half Ironman inside um, seven weeks to your Ironman, um, especially if the Ironman... So you mean racing hard? Racing hard. So it's okay to do it as an Ironman simulation, but yeah. not to yeah. snap the crap. But if you race hard half Ironman inside seven weeks, it will um, have some negative impact on your Ironman, I would imagine. Good old Ian Tivy sent through this email, and immediately... Oh, yeah, sent it through as well. We've got quite a few emails about it, and uh, so basically, the Huffington Post... Uh, uh, Huffington Post was saying, guy was out running on the beach, a plane was doing a crash land, <laughs> he had his iPod on, and the plane, the plane landed on top of him and killed him. Well, okay, so you shouldn't be laughing about this, but it's kind of like one of those Darwin Awards, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Now... I know I like to use my iPod, but it's not a reason for me to stop using my iPod. <laughs> that was pretty unfortunate, the poor bugger. Um, good old Danny Moore. So last week I was saying about the Kuskus transition. Danny Moore or Danny Moore? Danny, well, I think I just missed the D there. Uh, and his name was... What were you talking about? Say that again. Andrew House got the Kuskus T2 in Ironman New Zealand. Uh-huh. And he's already been in Age Group of the Week. He was the one I was talking about getting yep. two of. So anyway, joke of the week, John. He's just spent three weeks at the Pyrenees Multisport. I loved it. Joke of the week, John. Okay, you want me to read it? I'll, I'll, I'll give it a go because I've, okay. I've done the prep. Yeah, next time you read the jokes. And you okay, but you've got to know when you tell jokes, it's about the other guy feeding you, so I'm going to laugh along as you do okay. it. Um, so it's a picky from, from Colin Chambers, a picky from Melbourne, oh. from good old UK. Or was it all burnt? I don't know. Anyway. It's a good start. It's a good start. <laughs> Here we go. A relatively poor, like us all, under the thumb, like us all, so true. age group triathlete was walking around town one day when his training partner, another typical age group athlete, rode up on an incredibly blinging, shiny new bike oh. with zip and durace. Oh. Dripping with zip and durace. Apparently it was an Avanti Chrono too. Yes. yes. <laughs> Just, uh... Awesome. Over awesome. <laughs> the first chap was stunned at his friend's extravagant spending and asked, where did you get such a fantastic hot new bike and how could you afford it? Oh, man, I don't know. If, you should do that part. Oh, yeah, the friend replied, well, yesterday I was no, out. No, 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 you just did oh. the friend reply. Oh, okay. The friend replied. <laughs> the friend replied. Well, yesterday I was out running the forest just minding my own business when this beautiful female triathlete rode towards me on her shiny, on this shiny new bike. Nice. She saw me running along, glistening in sweat, showing off my race-ready six-pack oh, through my so new, right now. fashionable, white, semi-transparent top. She jumped off her bike in front of me, threw her bike to the ground, seductively slipped her tri-suit off and said, take what you want, you big hunk of luck. Oh, the, the first triathlete nodded approvingly. Good choice. The tri-suit probably wouldn't have fitted you anyway. Oh. Uh, think about what he's getting there, there. It's a good, it's a good <laughs> We need to work on this joke of the week. Okay, keeping some one line is a good. One oh, line is a good. <laughs> oh, don't give up coaching, mate. Don't give up coaching. Next, your turn next time. Okay, I'll do the next one. Okay, so we've got, we've got quick responses, but before we do sponsors, we have had some donations through. And what's really great is some people have actually been joining up and doing the one dollar a show donation, which is just really great because it just helps us to pay for the show and everything. So uh, it's bloody brilliant. Keep it up. So we've got some names. Peter. The Coogee Croc. The Coogee Croc. Where'd that come from? Cloud. Um, because he lives in Coogee in Sydney. Yeah. And I think he helped set up the Coogee Triathlon Club oh, recently. 
Yeah. So the croc was Australian. Yeah. Nice. He's actually a Kiwi. I got Heath. Warwick? Warwick. Warwick? Oh, I thought it was Heather. See, I'm my dyslexia, I'll tell you. <laughs> uh, White Flame. Heath Warwick. That's good, isn't it? It's very good. Because it's hotter than hot. Yeah. James. Jailbird Paul. <laughs> Back it up. What even here? I went on to Athlinks. He's doing finishing a race. And he's in like a black and white striped singlet. Oh, uh, nice. Jailbird. Nice. Okay, well, Dawn Tiller. She is the Desert Fox. Please take like that. Actually, Heath. Back it up to Heath. Yeah. Dawn, we'll give you some love in a moment. Heath raced uh, Challenge Wanaka. Came all the way from the UK by the look of it. Oh, really? And Dawn, look, she's got a little blog page. If you go on Athlinks, you'll be able to get a link off there. Yeah. Ready on there. I think she... Hopefully, I've got my facts right here. She's 45. Grandmother. You know what, John? You're going to be that age, In too. my family, I could be 35 and be a granddad. <laughs> my mum was like 37. Yeah, that's how we roll in my family. Anyway, Dawn... Desert Fox Tyler. Okay, good old Bruce. Bryce, how to say that one? Subak. 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 The Green Beret. What the hell? Green I reckon you've done that one before, I reckon. Oh, maybe I have. There is, there is a risk of that. And if it's not, then he's the pink beret. Oh, I'm sure we appreciate that. Now, this is, this is when we came up with the name before. You said Drew Ziggler. You said that was a cool name. Yeah. Drew Boogie Night Ziggler. <laughs> it's porn star name. As soon as I saw that, it reminded me of Dirk Diggler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, actually, it's probably Ziggler, not Ziggler, but it's kind of... We're going with it. We're going with it. Boogie Nights. Drew Nights. Boogie Nights. Ziggler or Ziggler. Well, you gave me Karen, I mean, Ken McLaren. Well, you see, no, I, I didn't actually because, sorry, that was a mistake. Ken McLaren's already donated the show. He donated again because oh. he's a bloody good trooper. Well, I've given him another name. Okay, well you can. Uh, okay, but we're going to give a name to Ali Hollington because she's a regular computer contributor. And he, she's he, a regular he, computer, is she? Computer, but she, <laughs> Mac Ken, PC. Ken contributed kind of on her behalf. Okay, well I'm going to give you him the name I came up with. F1 Ken McLaren because McLaren, I <laughs> like that. And Ali Lightning Lady Hollington. And there's truth to that, John, because Ken actually sent it through an email saying that in 1985 she ran a 331810 k. Could you nice. go faster than that now? Not now, I couldn't. No, right, so. um, I have run faster than that. I think I ran about thirty-two forty. You know, um, you know, in the uh, Ashburn, no, the Timaru half, the triathlon when I got fourth. Yeah, I ran thirty-two. Not accurate. No, it's accurate. It's not accurate. It's, and it's really eight is long. It's not accurate. <laughs> anyway, what's the F there for? I gotta go there, John. <laughs> I don't know. I just put it there. Don't. Sponsors. Right, I've got something good on uh, try buys. Okay. No, not, <laughs> Athlinks.com. Athlinks.com. Right. Still use try buys, guys. We still love them. If you're going to buy something, still check them out. Anyway. Are they still around? <laughs> Don't think so. Oh, okay. Anyway, right. Think of an event. Just a, a click. Remember, when you're searching by event, you've got to click on the event I've got an event. Okay. I'm going to think of Christchurch Marathon because that's what we're yep. both thinking about doing. You're committed. the results are up there. I'm not going to, but yeah, they will be because. Okay. Right. Go. Um, okay, so we're here we've got uh, 2009. SBS. City of Christchurch Marathon. Okay, let's look at that, John. I wonder who got 15th in that race. Look at this. Um, go, no, yeah, no, uh, go marathon results. Marathon results. This is a new feature that I only just saw today. Here we go. And it's going to go men. Oh, it doesn't really matter if you do that. No, because look at who's here, John. Beaver James Oliver's got him 15th. So what am I going to get with my 238? I'll get about... Did you get top 10? Top 10. Mm. See, it was a crappy day last year. Anyway, a cool thing that I've just seen added to, to Athlinks. You pull up a result of any result any results page anywhere and now what it does so if Christchurch Marathon is oh, telling well, us you know what really sucks John is I didn't get the top Athlinks member sucked. oh man so, who was it Grant Lee Schofield so on the right hand side there now I'll tell you 571 finishes the average time is 3 
dominated that, didn't I, John, with my 246? Average males, 348, and average females, 409. It gives you the race winner, it gives you a female race winner, and it gives you the top athletes finisher. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. That is very cool, John. I'm just gutted it wasn't me. Because obviously, you know, you go, to, by four minutes. you go to a lot of the um, race websites and it has all the statistical information. Like I'm in New Zealand, it has that. Um, but now, again, it keeps it all in one place and you don't have to go zipping off to lots of websites. You just saw these in one place. So that's the cool thing, number one. Cool but do you know what the cool thing else is, John, just while you were here? What? Is that they don't know your age and they say you're younger than you are. I'm only 20. Good. Maybe Dawn wasn't 45 because I looked at her Athlinks page. No, but I think if you went to my Athlinks page, you'd hit my right age. Okay, anyway. Don't, um, don't, don't go to the Athlinks page. Stay there, stay <laughs> sorry, there, stay there. So the other cool thing that I haven't noticed before yeah. is what you can do here. Oh, yeah, no, back. See? Back, you're back. You can then um, add video. You can add a race report. You can add photos. Oh. And why I think that's good is, you, you know, you get lots of, well, I get lots of triathlon pictures all in one place. Yep. Um, then you can add them on your Athlinks page. Other people can look at them, and it also helps you store your files. So it makes so a bit more community base. Oh, look at that. Just across your chuff for that team, guys. Click on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's really cool. So firstly, I think it's great. They've got all this averaging information up there. Secondly, add your photos, add your videos. You can add your YouTube clips up on there as well. So um, I, do I, the, I can the see the potential on guys. <laughs> I can see potential. Yeah, that's no, very good. It is very cool. Especially, especially, and if you get top member. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you got a top member, John? Uh, yes. Let's, let's just check. I have got a top member. <laughs> I, I'm listening. I did. I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to keep the show clean. <laughs> I just see you Where are you? Where's your top member, John? My top member, go to events, go to contact. Oh, you're ruining it now. I, I, I'm, I'm keeping show, show, show me your top member. Right. Childish humour. Go to coffeesofwhy.com. It's coffees of I think I would have been top member at the Christmas Cracker Triathlon. You would have been a top 2008. member. 2008. Oh, you're, you're, you're the top member. Here I am go. the top member. Okay. Springtime bloom is underway. Oh, here we go. The fragrance of jasmine is heavy in the air, and every coffee bean begins with a blossom, and the first bloom of spring is now underway. The beautiful sight. If you're visiting the island and coming in the coming weeks, stop by our Molokai Pentai Chin and experience the sight and smell firsthand. It would be interesting to actually go and we see how coffee is, is made. We should have done it. Why didn't we do that? Because well, we're cheap and we're trying to get family to get home to. Yeah. <laughs> well, if we go next year, yeah. will you have a holiday? Um, I will need to take family with me if I go again. Yeah, I think we should do that. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have a holiday. Yeah. Because mm, I'm pretty candy of Joe. Come okay. on, and uh, yep, I'm tighter. So, what we're thinking? Actually, yeah, so won't be two then yet. We get a cheap airfare. Oh, she sits on your lap. I'm not sitting by you guys. Yeah. <laughs> because nothing worse than screwing. Yeah, get, well, get one of those Air New Zealand flights, and I've got the fold-out things. They're quite cool. Yeah, but she'd be too big by two, wouldn't she? No, she won't be two. You see, once they get hit two, then you've got to pay lots more money. So, oh. no, that means we need to go this year. I can't see that happening. Yeah, no, we're definitely next year because Lance Armstrong's going to be there. That's a good point. Yeah, it'll be a good year to be there. Mm. Okay, so we're going to this place. So and what coffee would you choose, John? I would go for the Molokai Island Princess. No, it's got words I can't pronounce. Let's choose another one. What do we go for the pea berry? Oh, yeah. Uh, how do you say that one? Malalani Estate Pea Berry. These single formed beans give an even more concentrated taste of our regular Malalani Estate cuppings characteristics. Nice. So. If you want your coffee, great way to support the show. 
recurring, to, remember recurring as well. Recurring. Go yeah. on to imtalk.me, click through there, and it takes you to a special page on Coffees of Hawaii, and then you'll get super special deals. Now, can you do that so we can just check what the what, what do you want to do? are? Go imtalk.me. Imtalk.me. I'll do that right now, John. Oops, imtalk.me. Talk.me. Not you. And then yeah, this is great podcasting as well. Coffees of Hawaii. Hawaii. Current special. So discount number one, you save 25% by entering the code I am yep. talk discount number two. Enter the code I am talk HH and you get twenty five percent off recurring delivery. But also this month's special overseas customers spend more than fifty dollars in shipping. It's free. Use the code I am talk free at the checkout. But if and you want to get those codes again, Malaha, how do you say that? Malaha, mahalo. Mahalo. Kiakaha and safe training. So they've combined it all together just because this page is for our no, people, for us. for us. So we told you all the codes, but uh, make sure you go through the page anyway. Okay, love your work. Um, and coffeesupply.com support our sponsors, please. Yes, and if you have an email, send them through to uh, iamtalkpodcast.gmail.com. Nice. And also, if you're a recurring payment, if you want to donate to the show, which really does help, uh, it's a dollar US a week or four dollars a month. It actually works out to be $50 a year, not $52. You give them two no, weeks it's, off. It's $48 a year because they do $4 a month. Oh, it would be two, yes. Yeah. Mm. It's pretty good mess. I put the Epic Camp trailer up there for you, John. Nice. Yeah, it's all good. Okay, all good. John, what's what's your goss? Goss. I got a bit excited with some of my running last week. I'm, I'm, I'm suffering a little bit. What do you mean? I a three-hour run on Saturday. A three-hour run this early in the piece. It's not this early. It's only nine weeks to go. So. Yeah, see, I haven't even done any running. Yeah, well, you're going to suffer. It's going to be a hammer fest. It's ten weeks ago, actually. Well, ten, okay. Yeah. So I did a three-hour run, so that was good. Three-hour run? Yep, me and, me and Phil and Ada, six o'clock on Saturday morning. Are you running on Saturdays, are you? Yep. Mm. Oh, well, it was last week. Where are you doing Sundays? Sundays are a lot better, no. <laughs> so three hour run was good we got to see a little bit of the race go past which is kind of cool oh it was race on I yeah. was up for that yeah um, we, uh, who we won watched, it uh, Vink the young fella oh he's, he's a good rider eh? yeah. it was good conditions very strong tailwinds because anyway, you you weren't here when they had the champs were you know he was kicking button there too so that was that uh, running went quite well last week I also when I was in Auckland did 10k on the track um, doing my run track? walk yep 10k at the Millennium Stadium on the, doing a run and walk yep so I was did uh, the target was to do 10k at Marathon Pace um, I was doing 3k run, 20 second walk, and I wanted to, you know, just, just I wanted to hit about 37.30 because that's what I, that's sort of uh, the pace, the pace I need to do. 37.30, 0.1. I was 0.1 of a oh, second. Disappointing. And I didn't even know there was. I was just running around, and I knew my time was a ballpark about right. First one was a bit quick, second one was a bit slow, and uh, 0.1 of a second off 10k. So what you're going to do? Walk run for the marathon? Probably. I've still just got to tweak it a bit because what I'm finding is 20 seconds wasn't quite giving me, I think, enough recovery. But if I go to 30 seconds, then I'm going to have to run quite a bit quicker. So it's, I'm experimenting with it. This week's run and my long run, because I know people want to hear about our, our training. Oh, see, I haven't even started mine yet. Well, you're going to have to listen and start doing some catching up. <laughs> um, to our run with including five times 2K at marathon pace at the end. Oh. This week's run, um, I'm doing um, a 40-minute run. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and that's so far what I've planned. But I have tweaked my calf. But I'm actually planning to start training next week. I've got 10 weeks. You said that last week. Well, because I'll be dummy. I did go for a run last treadmill week. running. No. You, we, we did a class in 40-degree heat. Wow. It was ridiculous. It was crazy. What else, John? What I've heard, your air conditioners are not always working at Liz Mills. They seem to break down quite a bit. It's because we're hardcore, John. Yeah. Anyway, sort of what, what other goss you got? What other goss? Went to a good running clinic last week, and at the end of this week, I'm going on holiday for a good 10 days. Oh, really? 
Kaitiri. Oh, that sounds very good. And what about you, Bevan? Went to um, Abu Dhabi. Went to Abu Dhabi. That was very good. Did you stay at the, um, the Stephen Star Hotel? No, they had been a pretty cheap hotel, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Jeez. But then they took us to the meal at the Stephen Star Hotel. And a smorgasbord where you can eat is the best meal I've had in my life, John. It was kind of like a la carte smorgasbord. Is that it, even better than the time you came around to my place for dinner and we had like a vegetarian lasagna or something? Yep, it was slightly better. <laughs> Just, <laughs> I was saying to people, there was this one time I was at John's house. A vegetarian lasagna. He's the to top go. member of that guy. They don't have to go in the cookbook. Um, yeah, so that. And then I'm home. My race team starts this weekend, which is very exciting. Um, that's how you knew it was 10 weeks to go. Yeah, because it's 10 weeks. <laughs> from so you're only getting the 10-week program. For half marathon. That should be on about a 36-month program. 36 <laughs> weeks. You've got to learn how to make some money out of that bad boy. <laughs> um, I've really got no goss. Plane trip was boring. Bad movies. How, many, how many meals? Oh, I missed a meal, John. <laughs> I felt sick. <laughs> Bend over. Bend over. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to um, No, because I fell asleep. And I woke up and I went down every but I went and asked to get my meal. Good. Yeah, I didn't actually do double meals because I had Burger King at the. The, the only time I'll have fast food is in an airport because I can't justify paying airport prices for food. Yeah. But good old Burger King's still normal prices. Yeah. yeah. So I had Burger King before I got on a plane, but then I was actually quite full. Mm, and I so, made that mistake myself. I think, <laughs> I think we made that mistake going to Kona. We did, didn't we? Because yeah. we, we went. Yeah. But I've learned not to order so much for Burger King. Mm. Because the problem is, my old theory was that, well, I never had Burger King, so when I do, I'll make the most of it, but I just get sick. So well, Not a good theory. No, that wasn't a good theory. And uh, other than that, um, I bought my new piano. That's coming. Yeah, nice. That's pretty exciting, John. They ripped me off, the, the buggers. Really? Yeah, because I bought it on eBay, and they said, and they did the, make the offer, so I made a cheap offer, and they gave me a cheaper offer. Then I paid for it. They charged the full price. So I've, I've written to them. Don't worry, John. I'll be on their case. Good. Problem is they're in America, so I don't know. But anyway, other than that, not much cost really. So next week's show, we'll probably do a little bit over Skype and then uh, the Brownie interview we've done. Yeah. And then the following week, it's going to be TBC. What's, what's that to mean? be confirmed. I think I come home on Tuesday. It's a long day driving Kaiteri with Kitties, so we'll do late night, late well, night podcast. Well, you fly, Belinda drives. To a commitment to the cause. <laughs> <laughs> so I suggested that, and okay. I'll be disappointed if not. And go. That's about it. What and go what? Check out Slow Twitch. Oh, that's right. Click on the See the family shop. Was it? It's got a family shop. Who took it? Christmas last year. Family. Um, Bonus mum or dad. Yeah. You got lots of photos. You take lots of photos of your kids. As far as the kids, not a lot of family photos. Yeah, no, you don't do that, eh? Mm. My daughter doesn't want to take so photos of me anymore. Somebody's going to take the picture. Yeah. Anyway, we're ranting. Yeah, well, that's what we do well, John. That's the reason people listen. I'm Rust. I'm Mendo. Trainer. Trainer. Kia kaha.